We are in episode 33. You are episode 33. Oh, wow. That's a good number. That's a good number. Lawrence Stallings, my good friend, for how many years now? Too many to say on this podcast. No, at, at least. We met in what, 07? 07, yeah. Dang. It's been a long time, brother. I, if you would have told me I was going to blink and and it would that much time would pass, 14, 15 years pass by. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time to oh, sit down me, and talk talk we're going to talk a lot we're going to we're going to talk through a number of different subjects today but first yeah. off uh maybe you can just tell me uh, a little bit about what what it is you're doing right now you were just mentioning you guys are going to be moving in july is that right yeah it looks like it so basically my wife and i my wife is also a performer and she's currently um an original cast member of the broadway musical come from away okay so we decided because I I never let my my LA ties go. You know, I never cut yeah. ties completely. So I've always had this place even after we got married and we were living in New York. So we decided, you know, we had just had a baby and in January of 2020 and then everything shut down. And I was like, we need to get out of New York City. So we came back to California and we've kind of been, you know, you know, enduring the pandemic on the on the West Coast, which has been great uh, for all of us. And at some point, it's gonna come to an end because once they reopen Broadway, we gotta pack it up and and, and go back to New York. And we're thinking that that's gonna be um, sometime over the summer. Okay, I believe that they're trying to reopen uh, Broadway sometime this fall, which I think is a little bit premature. Okay, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the last time that we talked so now since 2007 how many times would you say you've moved back and forth between new york and la has it been more than once or just once uh i felt like you went back to la at one point i did so 2007 i was here and then i left um 2008 uh i think i was here for eight months when 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 i met you i was only in los angeles for a total of like eight months just that stretch while we did the show mm -hmm. and then i moved back to new york uh, and I ended up, that's when I made my Broadway debut in 2008. And that was and Book of Mormon. That was, no, that was a show called Passing Strange. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I did that and I stayed in New York until 2015. And then okay. I moved back to California in 2015. And I was- Now, did here. you meet your wife there in New York that during mm-hmm. that stretch? Okay. Yep. Well, I had- I knew her. Well, we were like, well, that's a long story, but we were friends for like 15 years before we ever started dating. So right. I knew her in New York. I knew her from, you know, the audition scene and whatever. And and then, yeah. So also in that course of time, you know, we started dating, but she was on tour a lot. And when we finally decided around 2013, I want to say, no, nope, that's not true. <laughs> it, it might have been it was either 2012 or 2013 because i was still doing mormon at the time okay and we were dating and so i moved back out to california in 2015 thinking i was coming out here to to set us up you know for life uh and i got out here and she booked this show in la jolla 
So San Diego. I was like, yeah, right, exactly. I was like, okay. oh, perfect. You're gonna be, you're gonna be close. So we were able to spend a lot of time together, and then that show ended up going to Seattle later on in the year. So she was actually on the West Coast my whole first year here, and then, you know, we decided to get married, and we were basically separated from that point until we got married. So wow. I stayed, I stayed here until 2018. And then we got married, and then I moved back to Los, uh, to New York. So su- suffice it to say, you guys have been living as actors from coast to coast for mm-hmm. uh, as long as <laughs> as long yeah. as I've known you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always said that I wanted to be like this bi coastal actor, and I imagined a very different career doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you're doing exactly what you wanted, but it, yeah. it's just. It's just not exactly how I thought we would be doing it, but it's it never is. Done. I'm sure, right? I mean, may, maybe, yeah. maybe in some cases, some ways, but it's always like it feels. And we're the same way. Like I wanted to move here and do independent films and do independent things, and I'm doing them all. But it's it's not right. exactly how I would, you know. But right. um, so I did. We we shared this document together about what topics we would talk about, and I don't want to have a yeah, big yeah. build up of 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 it doesn't we don't have to stick to any script or, or order of anything but if anything stood out to you that you wanted to talk about i, I can tell you this right now i know that um you, we mentioned the last time we talked that you were uh in the middle of writing is that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It seems like and so you always I'm, are go ahead i yeah I'm, I'm i'm always playing at writing i don't know i don't i wouldn't call myself a writer <clears throat> at all but uh i do write and I'm writing a, I'm writing a movie with a friend of mine who is actually someone that my wife went to middle school with. Oh wow! And for whatever reason, she, she had this dream and she. Oh, we got yeah. There's there's that that's I, L.A. I'm, there's yeah, the L.A. I know. L.A. for you. Um, you know, for whatever reason, she had this dream and she decided that she wanted to talk to me about it to see if it was worthy of her exploring you know, expounding upon it in fiction, in a fictional form. And I thought the dream was really, really intriguing. And, you know, writing is hard. And that's why I don't, I don't think I call myself a writer. I respect oh. people who like have a have a, a knack for that. And it's something- Or, or a regiment do. where they wake up and do it every morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I absolutely respect that. Um, yeah. Because those people, um, they know what they're doing. I'm kind of like, you know, we're all telling stories, right? Um, this is writing is not my main avenue for telling stories, but I do feel like I know how to tell a story. So I play at it and, you know, we see what happens. You know, sometimes, you know, you, a lot of the stuff that I've written in the past has been like comedic stuff. Yeah. Um, like little, little things for, um, I saw your short series. Yeah. Instagram or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And that was actually a challenge. I challenged myself that year to produce something once a month. So that's why I decided, you know, let me let me go ahead and, and do that. That that's was great. just to stay motivated, you know? Because as an actor, we spend a lot of time waiting for someone else to give us a job. Oh, and I agree. I that agree. Was, that was kind of my way of empowering myself to say, no, 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 you have some control. You, you know, times have changed. You know, you have equipment to do it. So that's what it was. But- so yes, so I've I've written some, but 
she was talking to me about this dream and she was like, do you, do you think you would want to help me write this? And I was thinking to myself, not really, but not because it wasn't a good idea or because it was going to be done with her. It was because I knew that it takes a lot. And, um, and also I guess I was second guessing my ability to do it, you know, and mm. in this position, I would kind of be in the driver's seat because she's never done anything like this before. She's a pediatrician, you know? Right. So, <clears throat> but I have found a lot of promise in this project. It's something that um, I'm really excited about. You can see, they can't see, yeah. but you can see behind me. I, this is the first time that I've ever done anything like this. And I don't even know if this is right. I just, you know, I was like, behind me is a board, a cork board, and I have all the days mapped out and all of the things that we want to address in the four days that this short will take place. Oh, I see. So this is the story mapped out behind you? This is the story mapped out behind me. In yeah. color, like you got your blue, pink, orange, and yellow. Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. And these are like the main points that we want to tackle in each day of this film. Because okay. it is a short. It's a short. And I'm, I tend to be long-winded. So this is- Oh, hey, I know. I'm, I am the same way. I'm the same <laughs> it's definitely way. definitely helped. Uh, so, yeah. So sometimes me, I write. Well, let me, well, you, I can tell you right now, you, you got a lot of writer stuff going on just there behind you background. Let me ask you, uh, are those colors? So did, am I getting this right? This is the story laid out by day or it's the shoot days laid out? It's the story laid out by day. I see. So you're totally yeah. doing the writer thing. You're a writer, man. Oh, you're is that really? I have oh, no yeah. idea. Like oh, I was yeah. like, I know what a storyboard is, but I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I really, I really no. don't. I, mean, well, I was like, listen, we need to like have some kind of structure. So I was like, after we decided what we wanted to say and what this thing would be about, and we decided about, you know, we, we kind of loosely mapped out the journey. And then I was like, okay, we need to like, now we just need to like go through all the stuff that we've talked about and, and like kind of map it out. This has been really, really helpful when we have our writing sessions because it's like, okay, we're on day three and we've done this and then, okay, so this is where we are. We're at this scene. How do you, okay, so let's just go down this for just a second because okay. that's, so, that's so interesting to me. So you, when you have those cards up there, mm -hmm. um, when you decide to put a plot point or a moment into part of the story, how does mm -hmm. that happen? And then also, how do you determine, especially since it's a short, what to take off the board? Right. Okay. So we're currently on uh, draft one. Okay. So right now, everything is going into the pot. Like that's kind of kind of okay, right. Good. Everything is going into the pot. Yeah. And everything that's written on the cards, however, are things that we, you know, it's more like, um, it's it's more like a roadmap. Like we we know that these things have to get into the story to make the story go Which, from point A to point B. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So that's kind of what we're working on. And you know, she originally, my partner, my writing partner, she was like, and we could shoot it over the summer, and have it submitted by the end of the year. Oh. Right? And no. I was like, um, <laughs> nah. So, uh, so don't you love it when you either because uh, it's happened yeah. to me too you run into somebody who wants to work on something and they're like we should have this done by like like a couple months right oh my god so <laughs> it was it was really shocking to her when i was like so you realize that after she after she kind of 
understood that this was going to end up because she's got, she's, she's a mother. She's a wife. She has four boys. Like she has her thing. She's organized to a T though. The fact that she even has time um, to go something like this. Right. But I, you know, we finally settled on being, being in a position to submit to festivals for 2023. Oh, wonderful. Because I was like, I yeah, and that still might let's be a get realistic. I like, yeah. yeah, I was like, but let's get realistic. I was like, we're not going to finish it. Even if we got to shoot it at some point this year, it would be the end of the year, which means we would have already missed the deadlines for yep. 2022. So we're talking about 2023. And I think she finally, like she got that and she's like, okay. And because the one thing that I said from the beginning was we could talk about the festivals. We can talk about finance. We can talk about all these things. But the first thing that we need to do is make sure we have a good story. Yep. And that's the one thing that we can't rush. And so she has actually done something for me that I've never done. We basically have a standing. It's, it changes with our schedules, but we meet once a week to write. That's and cool. I've never done anything like that before. And sometimes the time for us to write comes up so quickly from the last time. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and then I'm like, oh, God, I don't. This this is going on in my life. The baby, this and and then I wow. sit down and I write, and it's like going to the gym. It's like you never really want to go, but after you get out, you feel so great that you got it done. Man, That's- amen to that. So when you do sit down to write, because I agree, it's totally like working out. You don't want to go to the gym, and then when you get there, it takes me I don't know fifteen minutes usually. If if I there's some nights where I don't get into it at all, but it, mm-hmm. it usually takes me about fifteen minutes before I'm like, oh, okay, I need. I'm glad I did this. Yeah, How yeah. long does it take you to do that when you're writing? Would you say? When I'm or does writing? it happen pretty quick? Nope. When I'm writing, it's kind of like the gym. I I don't appreciate it as much until it's over, and then I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, that was actually really productive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. But but the one thing that she has made this so easy because she's like, listen, we don't even have to think about the script until we get on our Zoom call. You know, it's not like do this homework and then we're going to sit down and, and then we're, she was like, we're going to allot two hours once a week. And that's the two hours that we're going to think about this. So it, so all I really have to do is show up. And then once we start talking and stuff starts flowing, it becomes really, really productive. And, you know, she's super understanding, you know, cause she has four kids. So she understands changing oh, schedules and, yeah. you know, and, and it's, 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 they're a, a fantastic family too. So I'm really happy to like be doing this project with her. And, um, she's super encouraging, uh, which is, you know, kind. Cause I don't know, like, again, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but, but, but we have a good story to tell and we both know, um, what we want to say and why we want to say it. And yeah. So we just, you know, we're taking it there. Well, man. So that's something else I wanted to ask too. So that you told me last time we talked, Apart from, let's just kind of run through really quick all of the things because mm-hmm. I, I was talking to you about how I feel like I have like creative ADHD where I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I got a focus wheel here and I and I I have twenty different things I'm trying to juggle and then I, what happens is I end up fumbling, you know, ninety mm. percent of them. So it, it it yeah things I get a circle back around and things eventually get done, but it never happens in a timely fashion and it's never unless I have a deadline where somebody's like, hey, I need this by tomorrow or next right, month. Right. 
I feel like I'm just kind of circulating between all of these different things. And you mentioned kind of having that. Obviously, you're a dad to a, a, a baby. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who is who is wonderfully active. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, right? Is wonderfully, fantastically active. So you have that. You have your once a week writing. And then did, did I hear this right? You're going to be playing Robert Johnson in a project upcoming, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So I've also started. Uh, you know, kind of rehearsing. I haven't really started rehearsing, but I'm starting to get that material in my body because it's a pretty fast turnaround. I'm gonna be uh, there's it's a one man it's a one man play about Robert Johnson, the guitarist, um, the famous the guitarist, guitarist, blues the famous guitarist, blues guitarist. Yep, and uh, it's gonna be it's being produced by the Lantern Theater Company, which is a theater company that I've worked for a couple of times in Philadelphia. Love, love, love their their work. They're a small theater, um, so yeah, they reached out, and we're gonna we're gonna film it, you know. Oh, so that's it's, awesome. it's not it's not gonna be performed live for an audience in this incarnation, but it will be filmed for streaming purposes. So that's gonna be really cool because, you know, I love theater. Theater is my is I don't know is it my first love? I, I love theater. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make I was going to pin you down on one of those later but, <laughs> but but I don't think I don't think it is my first love. I think I think my first love is the thing that I've done the least which is film. Okay. Um, but uh but I do love um I do love theater and I'm also grateful that this project is kind of like a hybrid because it, yep. it definitely has you know because it's a solo show, um, the the feeling of performing it will be exactly like I'm doing live theater for the most part. Yeah. Um, however, it's being filmed, and because it's being filmed during COVID times, and it's not being archived so that you can watch it, it's actually being filmed for streaming um, without an audience. So that makes it a little bit more like a film than. Absolutely. Be. So that's exciting for me, too. Now, when is that going to uh, did they tell you when they might be able to release that when, when I might be able to see it? Um, I feel like it will happen sometime this towards the end of the year. OK, I feel like I okay. feel like it's in this season, but or the beginning of the next season. Uh, yeah, we're taping it in a couple of months. So, OK, and I think they'll be done with with it by July. So I think it will be sometime over the, in the fall. So how long is rehearsals for something like that? Since y'all are, are you going to shoot it more like a TV show where you don't have a lot of rehearsals or are you going to? No, I think, no, they're going to, well, yes, yes and no. I, they're going to definitely shoot it like a film. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're, we're kind of meeting the director and myself via zoom for, you know, the time being and, and, but the whole project is going to happen in two weeks. So we wow. have a week of tech and staging and then so about a week of, of intense rehearsals and then about a week of intense do. rehearsals and then uh, and then half a week of tech and then shoot okay cool yeah. okay which man. is which is kind of like what my wife is is doing now she's she, they're filming uh her broadway show for streaming purposes and the whole thing is taking a month is there yeah. no there's no crowd there's no uh audience yet there is no audience no Wow. Broadway is closed. Yep. Holy moly. I did not yeah. realize. So have they said anything about when they're going to open that back up or is it still just they know they're, they can make it work with TV right now? So they're going to do that. I think that they're hoping that Broadway will be up and running um, by the fall. 
Okay. You know, and I think that that's ambitious personally. You know, I know that, you know, the community has been gone for a long time and uh, there are lots of people out of work and the city is hurting uh, because they're not getting that revenue. But I, but I also feel very strongly that the one thing that Broadway can afford to do is open prematurely. Right. Um, you know, it's a little bit harder for Broadway theaters to run at 50% capacity because it, it costs so much money to run these shows. And so you, you're really betting on, you can say you're reopening, but the public needs to also feel like they're ready to go back to the theater because if you reopen and there is no audience, then, you know, you're in trouble. And because so, you've already fronted the money to get the show going. so Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you got to pay people to do the show, whether there's people in the seats or not, you know, and um, that's a great point. I didn't even think that, about that. You know, they that don't could, have that. Yeah, ability. yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, things are moving in, in the forward direction in terms of, you know, people being vaccinated. And uh, I think people are eager to get out and do things. So I, I think that they have that going for them. But Broadway theaters, man, they're small theaters. You're right on top of the person next to you. And, I, you know, whereas you could go to the movies and it could be 50, 50% capacity, the movie is going to run. The movie will be able to run, you know. Um, and they're showing movies, you know, 15 times a day. So they can right. create that revenue. It's a little bit different with Broadway theater. They got eight shows. We got eight shows a week. And if you're under 50% capacity for half of the week, you're not going to make your uh, your nut, as they say. You yeah. Know? And so do you it's going to be tricky. You think it's going to change, like for the for the permanent future, do you think it's going to change the way they do things in terms of the fact that they'll, they'll be, I don't know, maybe they've been recording these and, and uh, you know, doing yeah, it that been, way. They've been recording shows for our archival purposes for a very long time. But that's like a camera that sits in the back of the house and just kind of like does a general wash. You know, it's interesting. What Hamilton did by yeah. recording, it kind of changed the game. And, you know, there are a couple of other shows that are also doing that. But it's tricky because you're now crossing union lines because you have actors' equity and you have SAG. Oh right? yeah. And those are two very different entities and it's it's you know I I witnessed how difficult it is to decide what who exactly is running what like what cuz you're you're making a movie of a play but you're filming it, right? Right. Uh, so it it's tricky. So I don't know if it's going to be the norm because so who actually does run the show in that case, Equity or SAG? I don't really know. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, uh, which is also a little bit problematic because then you're talking about, okay, well, uh, you're getting into conversations about like royalties and, and stuff like that. And, and I don't think that the theater is prepared to deal with all of that right now because there's nothing like, there's no contract for it you remember when you know the youtube stuff came out for sag like they had to scramble to figure out this media contract this new media contract to make make sure that their members were still able to call themselves sag members but they were doing all these independent projects and they were you know for YouTube, so i think yeah. yeah yeah so i think that actors equity is gonna have to figure out a way where they feel like you know 
it makes sense. Uh, and I think that right now they're kind of just taking it on a case by case basis, but it, it definitely is tricky. It is definitely tricky. Man, I think it's going to be such a for for all of the above, but even for film, like just in the years to come. I mean, it's crazy to think how big YouTube's already gotten, but mm-hmm. how how much bigger it's going to continue to get with people that have access to, like you said earlier, the equipment to be able to make, tell their own stories and do it themselves. Um, at what point does you know SAG get involved in it, it, as far as uh, can, you know if you whether you're if you're making a YouTube movie, you know, kind right, of right, deal. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I wonder, I wonder how, how, you know, at some point in the future, they're, they're, they're probably scrambling already to be like, man, this is a whole beast of things we're going to have to Abs- deal with. It's, 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 it's Pandora's box, you know, and, and once it's open, you know, because actors will now start to feel like, okay, so if I, if I'm cast in a Broadway show, like, what is the potential that you're going to film this later and then you're going to make money streaming it, but you're only paying me this amount per week. So yep. you know what I'm saying. So it's it's all of that has to be negotiated, and and negotiations can be can be tricky um, oh, because man. lots of times, again, it's not even the Broadway producers necessarily that are producing the filming. It's a whole another production production company. So we'll see how that goes. I think that you know there will be more shows that try to do it, and I think that Equity and SAG will you know, definitely decide that they got to sit down and and really figure out how does this work so that it can kind of run smoothly and seamlessly from. from Yeah, because Hamilton was such a freaking hit. I mean, one, I mean, not just on stage when it, they released, was it Disney plus? Is that what they did? Yeah. It's it's huge. My wife watched it over and over. I kind of watching it every night. (laughs) But then how do you, how do you Quantify is that the right word? How you how do you calculate residuals on a streaming service? Yep. You can't. You know what I mean? It's it's not like it's airing once a month. It's airing for some people nightly, once an hour. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. You, got you, know? It, yeah. you know, if you have that kid or you know someone who's like, let's put it back on, put it like it's and you know, there's no way to. Well, and so much of the benefit of being a professional actor is the residuals. It's that that's it, the, absolutely. You know, you you bank on that. You know, absolutely. So, well, listen, I'm going to shift gears on you. Not not a okay. far not a far gear, but uh, we were talking about this creative ADHD of like how mm-hmm. our attention spans uh, as artists or, or as actors and uh, creators, how how we struggle with that. Let's flip it to the other side. What do you think is going on with the audience attention spans? Like where where do they stand? How they changed in, in your mind and, and what's 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 coming toward us? Oh, what's coming toward us? man. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> it's a big who, question, I know. Who knows, right? <laughs> I can tell you that I feel like audiences have definitely, their attention spans are a lot shorter than they ever used to be. Um, you know, and that is being fed by social media apps like TikTok and Instagram where like you 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 can, you can now, you know, get what, what would take two hours or an hour. Now it's like a minute. Or, you know, right. or the four minutes. And so I think that that translates in, in, in a big way. It, it impacts live theater. I will say that for sure, because audiences are like, listen, do I really need to go spend two and a half hours watching like a whole arc of a story that may or may not be funny or whatever um, when I'm used to like, you know, watching? I mean, they have what is the what was the app? I don't know if it was that successful, but that Quibi or Oh yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, 
you know? And like, now they're making 10 minute movies, you know? So, well, what was the, and it was years, it's now been years. It's crazy. I had a, um, a bunch of kids that were doing Vine. Was it Vine? Oh yeah, yeah. That Vine was, a, was, that was like pre-Instagram, right? It was yeah. like seconds. And so I, I think that audiences' attention spans are definitely a lot shorter. I think that they are easily distracted. I also think that because there's so much, there's so many options that that there is no... Like there is no, there aren't real niches. Like there aren't, because for an audience, they, they can consume everything. Yeah. They can consume well, as much as they want, whenever they want. And at the same time, it's also kind of weird because you get on and you see people, or I do it too. We've, you've done it, I'm sure, where you binge watch a show where maybe the show's 30 minutes, maybe the show's an hour, but it's really you're doing about 10 hours at a time if you're binge watching oh, yeah, it. For sure. So you're sitting yeah, for there sure. for longer, but it must be that there's like spikes in the storyline every, I don't know. They used to say, I, I can remember when I first started writing, it was like every five to eight minutes, something's got to happen. Like, oh, wow. You know, but I want to write I'm, that down because I don't yeah. see, see, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you, I bet you that's shorter now. I bet you're right. I bet it's not oh, right. every five it's, to eight. It's probably more like every. 90 seconds like yeah. something has something got to like happen that. yeah yeah so sure. uh I, I i don't know it's it makes it really tricky but it also makes you think like and the other thing you have to plan for if you're making movies or an episodic you got to plan for the fact that if people are watching it in their house and so many of them are they're probably gonna get up to go to the bathroom they're probably gonna oh, yeah. get up and go make a sandwich oh and absolutely it's like, it's like how do you that's you know as an artist though that's why i miss the movies me too right because it's only in a theater for me anyways i I mean i know people look at their phones and do all kinds of things in the sure theater, but it's only it's only when i actually go to a movie that i'm not multitasking while while watching something man you know? you're right that's a great uh, point i'm the same is true for me yeah i'm always doing something else at home if i'm watching anything besides just watching it and so i am on that rewind button so much because <laughs> <laughs> you know thank god for the netflix you know you can just go back 15 seconds and i have caught myself sometimes rewinding the same section yep like six times i did it just the other day i was i literally was like you just rewound this and then looked at your phone again what is what yep. are you doing yep yep yep, yep. My mother is sneaking in and going into the refrigerator, not realizing how hot this mic is. Now she's now oh. she's sneaking out. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, thank God for mothers. Oh, that. you bet. My goodness. I, I don't think I'd be doing any of the stuff I'm doing if one for my mom. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to the mothers. Pre Mother's out. Day. Yes. Shout out to the mothers. Um, but yeah, I think that multitasking is, but multitasking while watching is actually really beneficial because that's the one thing about binge watching something it, it affords you the opportunity to go yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to watching two episodes of this show but you also know that in those two episodes you can rattle off an email if if, <laughs> if you need to you know really really quickly or make half of a meal and or feed a baby while you watch you know you can you can get things done and it makes you feel like yeah you know i can actually take two hours out to watch yeah. the show because i'm not just 
watching the show. Yeah, yeah. Your parents used to tell you you can't do your homework and watch TV at the same time, mm. and you're just proven that wrong every day. Right? You absolutely can. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can. <laughs> oh. Well, another question you had, you had mentioned was uh, how, how artists are having to adapt to sort of this ever-changing landscape. Did you have any thought in mind specifically about that? Because I, I know we've talked in general around it, but... Yeah, I think... I think the biggest thing, and it, this took me so long to actually accept for myself, you know, gone are the days where you just sat around and waiting for, waited for your agent or your representation to call you and say, hey, I got this audition. You know, those days are gone. Now, if you're not as a, as a really close friend of mine and, and mentor, has said you need to create your own whirlwind, you know. Yeah. And and so if 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 you aren't being seen by the people that you want to be seen by because someone isn't, you know, is not able to get you in the room, then you got to create your your own stage, you know, so yep. to speak. And so for me, that was the hardest thing because I didn't feel like I was a writer. I didn't want to write. I only wanted to act. And I was like, you know, I don't I don't want to take the time to do that. I'd rather be taking that time studying for this audition or whatever. But then when there were no auditions coming, it was like, okay, dummy, you can just keep waiting around or you can create something. And and you're seeing people get to do what you would like to do because they created something on their own. Yeah. And that something on their, on its own got a lot of attention. And now, and now suddenly they're visible to people uh who can you know open up doors for more opportunities so i finally was like yeah okay you just gotta be you gotta know when the rules change in the game and you have to be willing if you want to continue to play the game to adjust to the new rules right and so that's that's kind of the biggest thing that i think has happened uh in terms of navigating the landscape of being an artist is that the uh the rules keep changing, man. I'll, I'll be damned if this episode is not going to be called "Create Your Own Whirlwind." Whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, listen, man. Isn't that 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 was like when I heard that? Uh, I I have to also uh, say this because th these were two tidbits that that this person gave me, and I think it's worth mentioning. So that one, the "Create Your Own Whirlwind," and also. He, he said to me once, let the accomplishments of others inspire you to greatness of your own. And I think for every artist, that is so important. Every human compares themselves, right, to, to other people. But yeah. artists, even more so. Like we are oh, constantly, because we're constantly being compared. It's it's a completely subjective business. And, and so it's really easy to compare yourself to someone else or to compare your career to someone else's career. And at, at what age they did this versus oh, what age you're doing it, you know? Listen, this is, I am not proud of this, but I, there used to be a time when I would go on IMDb just to see like how old the person was and like at what age had, had they already had these kind of credits and like trying to compare their journey to mine, which is like a I've violent act. I've done it's it. It's a violent act yep. um, against yourself. But, but that, you know, allow the accomplishments of others to inspire you 
to greatness of your own or, or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. That really helped because it allows you to one, which is something that I, I love to do, which is to celebrate my friends and their accomplishments. Yeah. And to be able to do that free of envy or jealousy or, or what I would call this feeling of, because I've been there because I've had to work to, to, to be able to freely celebrate because I was always now I used to feel like, oh, someone got a job, even if it was a female, like a job that I would never get. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like I would celebrate them, but I would have this moment afterwards that was like, oh, well, when is my chance gonna come? Or something like that. And I you was bet. like, this is not about you. This is this is about them. This is about you celebrating them. And and so for me, I wanted to be free from that uh, what about me thing yeah i wanted to be free of that because it didn't feel good to like be you know saying oh congratulations but like inside you don't want them to not have their job that's why i don't think it's jealousy or envy you don't want them to not have their job you just want to also have a job so it was like you take the spotlight off of them and point it back on yourself yep and i was like i don't yeah that that doesn't work for me so and I'm human, but I kind of work really, really hard to allow the spotlight to be where it needs to be. And that that mantra really, really helps because that empowers me to go, okay, I can celebrate my friend and we can celebrate and my attention and my focus is on celebrating you. And then when that's over, I'm like, yeah. And now I'm like, okay, they're doing it. W what can I do? You know? How can I like, you know, get some momentum behind me? You basically just twisted the feeling into a positive is what it Absolutely. sounds like. You just Absolutely. took you took the energy that you get whenever you hear someone else has something you don't have and you turned it into a positive. And I think that is beautiful because I've, I know I've felt that before, too, where you're yeah. like you, you have this private moment of like, wait, why do I feel this way? Yeah, I, I should be totally just celebrating it purely for the fact Absolutely. that I'm actually happy for them. And, mm -hmm. and then you have this like uh, ambivalent feeling of like, I'm happy for them, but I'm kind of sad for me. You right. know, exactly. and it's like, exactly. so, so, exactly. It, it, but I think that's a great way of spinning is to say, no, I'm going to be happy for them. And I'm going to take some of the energy that I feel for being happy for them. I'm going to use it to propel me into doing something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, Absolutely. that is, and that, that actually feeds right into the creating your own whirlwind because there's people all around you that, you know, you, we, you go live through this life long enough, especially uh, being around people like yourself, like, you know, friends that you make and they're going to do great things. And it's awesome because they can, you can feed off of that, you know, it's, it's so awesome. And, and it's also the kind of work that like most, you know, I, I have this theory because I haven't experienced some of what I'm getting ready to talk about. So it's just a theory, but that no matter how far up the chain or the ladder you get in whatever career you, you, you're, you're in, there's always going to be someone that is going to be doing something that you want to do. Yep. Or, or has the opportunity to do something that you also want the opportunity to do or whatever. And so you, no one's immune from this feeling of like, that's great. Oh, but I, but, but I, right. But I, um, so this is just a good thing to practice because you never actually, 
stop having to practice this. Even, you know, whatever who, whatever famous actor I could think of, I'm sure that there are moments, if they're honest with themselves, that they have this but I moment, yep. right? And so even they have to go, you know, and 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 gratefulness, practicing gratitude is also a really good way to like kind of squash the but I feeling, right? You just push it right out of yourself then. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. because you just kind of just have to open your eyes and 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 look at your own blessings and and yeah, Denise is always reminding me of that like she's she got really into yoga a few years ago and a big part of that journey has been about she like has a gratitude journal. I see her writing mm-hmm. it and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, but she's I, I totally doing one. that. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Absolutely. Uh recently like this month I started I had something like that years and years ago, but um you know, I'm on a we've talked about this, but Absolutely. I'm on a I'm on a a very uh, interesting health journey right now. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I am working from one place and fully expecting to be in a very, very different and better place health-wise um, by the end of this year, if not sooner. Uh, but, you know, as, as I have daily challenges, you know, it's been helpful for me the last few few weeks to just kind of decide every morning, these are the things that that I'm grateful for, no matter what this day brings, no matter you know how much pain or whatever, you know, I'm grateful for these things. And that that helps because it's always, always, always about perspective. Yeah. You know? And um I know that I feel incredibly challenged right now. But I also know that there is someone who is absolutely 10 times more challenged in their body than I am right now. Yeah. And so even the things that I wish would stop or go away, um, there's I'm cognizant that there's someone who is like, I would gladly trade mm. you. Yep. You know, issues uh or whatever. And and my health thing right now is is pretty significant. Yeah. You know, I, it's 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 very significant. Uh, but there's always um, room to like kind of zoom out yep. and say, you know what? Yes, this sucks. This sucks. It makes this really difficult. But you know, I'm grateful for this, and that that sometimes is the thing that allows me to make it through the day, and then wake up the next day and 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 try to get through it again. So, yeah, man, I, it's crazy to think, but that that the the old saying or cliche about you know what doesn't kill you make you makes you stronger it's like it's funny because you just kind of toss that away because it's it's one of those things that people just say but when you Mm -hmm. really think about it i mean you'd learn these little survival tactics like i'm gonna wake up and say something i'm thankful for because why because i got a lot not to be thankful for in this moment but i got to think about those other things yeah and out of that's what like you said get you through the day and and i i it is so clear that that people who have been through something, whether that's something's a health issue or a hard marriage or a uh, right. whatever, you know, you name it. If they made it through, they got something else to say. And 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 for for we actors or storytellers or whatever, those those little things are going to be gold the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, 
you know, I, I'm an overthinker. <laughs> I think a lot. And so I'm always trying to, to, to figure out the why sometimes, and sometimes to my detriment. Uh, I don't, I think that w- what I'm experiencing now um, in life is definitely designed for me to let the why go because I don't think anybody can tell me why, Yeah, you know, and, and, and the days that I focus on the why, why is this happening? Why, 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 why? Um, those are the harder days, you know, um, because, you know, I might, I probably know my, I probably will never know why. Um, but, and I also spend a lot of time thinking I can't take this or I can't endure this. But then I have this thought, <laughs> which, which is a good thought, but it sucks because I would rather this not be an issue, but I would, ha- I have this thought, but you did, you did make it. Yeah. You, you actually made it through that. Yeah. That, that moment that you just said, I, I can't make it through. You like, did it. That was three hours ago and you're still here. So, and I'm, and I want to tell that voice to shut the hell up, but it's, it's true, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I have to then, I can either pack that away and not use it to help push me forward, or I can use it and, you know, make it to the next moment or the next day. So that's kind of what I've decided to do. And, you know, I might have to decide to do that several times a day, but yeah, that's the goal, you know? Well, man, that, that's the kind of, uh, Anyway, you you talk about comparing, and you look at other people in certain instances, and you go, it, "It's just the same thing." I, you know, I hear your story, and I say, "Oh, I don't could I, I don't even know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that." And that's exactly what you're saying. You're going, "I didn't know if I could do it either, but I'm doing right. it." You know, right? So right, right. It, it, I don't know, but again, it, all of those little things, I know you're going to roll it into your art. You're going to roll it into to all of the the little oh, facets man, of the characters you create, you know? Absolutely. I had this wonderful, um, I, you know, people have, have asked me a lot, are you writing stuff down? Like, are you writing it down because you're an artist? And, you know, I'm not. Because I think when you're living something really, really difficult, you know, who knows what the future What, are you going to forget it? I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so when you're living it, you're just trying to get through it. Um, but, but I'll tell you, man, as an artist, the story that I am most interested in telling is not my own. It is the story of those around me that call themselves my friends or my family and how when someone is struggling in a particular area, it affects everyone that is close to that person. Mm-hmm. That's the story that intrigues me the most. You know, it's the story of love and humanity. Like, how do you care for someone who is in need, whether it's like you said, because of a bad relationship or a health challenge or, or, you know, an identity issue, whatever it is, you know, how do you, how do you care for them? And those are the stories that to me are the most intriguing. You know, I, I like, I'm the kind of actor that likes, you know, the movies with a whole lot of dialogue and, yeah. You know, they don't, you don't have to have a whole bunch of action. Nobody has to be hanging from a building, you know, or stuff like that. Like the real character driven stories. And so as this, as I've been going on this journey, that's what I'm paying attention to. So if I ever sit down to write, it won't be, it won't be about me. It will be about what's happening to me, maybe through the eyes of all of the people that are 
around me and surround yeah. me. Oh wow, yeah. That that feels like to me the more uh interesting story. So do you find yourself like um when you when people ask you about whatever's going on in your life, do you find yourself paying real close attention to their response to your answer kind of thing? Is that Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or um, you know, uh I also have experienced a lot of my health journey with other people mm-hmm. and like other people have been present when, when things have gone down. And so, you know, it's, it's really, it, it, it has never left me the looks on certain people's faces when I say this or mm-hmm. when this happens or when this news comes back or when this test result comes, you know, cause you, that's when I realize, oh man, this is not just happening to me. It's not just happening to me. I mean, it's happening to me, but it's, but it's happening to other people. Yeah. Because if you care about someone, of course it's happening. It's happening to my mom. It's happening to my dad, my sister. It's happening to my wife. You know, it's happening to a lot of people. Uh, and yeah, I am studying. I, I absolutely am studying. And there are certain conversations that happened years ago that feel like they happened yesterday because I kind of just marked it in my mind as like, wow, that that was deep you know yeah um because that this is not happening to them but that response was very visceral and very personal you know yeah and it's because of the love between between us it's indescribable how you know how that how we are so connected you know especially in the in those kinds of moments when it's really difficult well so something i've noticed and we'll kind of uh I, I'm always a sucker for anybody who'll talk acting with me. And I know you'll oh, talk acting I, with me. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but it, it's kind of along these same lines. I've noticed, you know, for years, man, we, we, even when we were doing that show back in 2007, you know, I was in my 20s and and I can remember really thinking a lot about acting. I was thinking mm-hmm. about it all the time, mm-hmm. right? And you start try to go do a scene and, you know, you're thinking it. But then you'd see the performance. You said, man, it looks like I'm acting. It looks like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about acting. Mm-hmm. And then you see these performances from people as they get older and they've gone through the bad marriage or the bad health or the whatever. And now all of a sudden, they just have these layers that are sort of like built into them. And then Absolutely. when they get on a screen, it's like, they don't really have you to see do all anything, that. you know, or, or you know. <laughs> so, all of the jobs that I wanted, you know, 10 years ago, so much life has happened in the last 10 years that there's no way that I could have pretended that or acted that, you know. You got it. And yeah. and when we see performances that that are riveting to us or that like make an impression upon us, that's that's what you're watching. You're watching a human being that has lived enough life that they can tell that story organically and truthfully because because there's stuff inside of them that allows that to happen unless you're like Dakota Fanning and you're like four years old you're, yeah you you're have, like freaking you know, nature you're, yeah you're freaking nature um but yeah I too love watching actors act especially when it feels like they're not and yeah. as an as a performer that's that's like my number one goal right now my number one goal is to relax and breathe into these characters so naturally and organically that i'm not thinking about anything and i have definitely seen 
or noticed how my personal life events are able to bleed into roles, characters, or whatever. I, I think for the most part, too, when you talk about that, it, it's it's going to show up in everything you do, not just your writing. It's going to show up in your performance. And, and I, like I said, I think all this stuff's going to really... Um, it's crazy, but but the world just flips on you. And sometimes when it flips, mm-hmm. it, it it takes all of that stuff. But then if you're paying attention, as I know you are, and you're soaking this up, it I think it's just going to be gold. For, you're just going to get better and better. I, I know that. So I, I mean, listen, if 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 that at the end of the day becomes the why. <laughs> I like I, you know, well, there you I definitely go. You, you might get it. You might get your why. a different why, but I, but I, but I, I, I'll get my why, you know. And and if it enhances this craft that I love, you know, which which I one hundred percent agree with you. I think that it will. Um, it has to, right? Because all we do is channel other human experiences, right? Yeah. And so the more experiences that we have, you know, the easier it is to tap into something. Um, so you know. If that's the why, you know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at it. if it you know, if it helps shoot me in the in the right direction, you know. Well, good man. Well, listen, we're coming up on an hour now. It went like a blink. Oh wow, that was quick. It was quick. That was um, quick. So what? We might I, have what to I, do a part two one day. Hey, I was just gonna say <laughs> you got to promise we got to do a part two. We'll come up with Absolutely. some uh, some more time and listen. Uh, the other thing. I really want to watch that Robert Johnson. So when it comes out, I better be the one oh, of the first people you send it to, man. Absolutely. 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 I, you know, I I joke and say, you know, it's it's really not good for me to like have the ability to say, you know, don't I'm not I'm actually not gonna call anybody because I've I've seen clips of it, blah, 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 blah. So I've already decided. That I'm that I'm gonna take myself out of that because man, yeah, you talk about your worst critic. Like I, I, if they were handing out awards for, <laughs> um, who's the hardest on themselves, I think I would definitely <laughs> you could take win, that one. Win. I would I would take that one. Um, but absolutely, you know, I'm excited about this project. I'm excited to um to tell the story. He has a really unique story. Um, I'm excited to be doing um work about you know another uh person of color you know we're in a moment right now where you know we are recognizing what is happening in the real world and and how things are uh, how people are um underrepresented underserved you know you name it and so it feels really good to be participating in in something like the robert johnson uh piece because you know this guy was 27 years old he was so young he was uh, i think he is the first person in the 27 club. Yeah, you know musicians, what? You know? I just saw something crazy the other day. They've they've gone and they've been doing this AI uh madness with the 27 club where they've mm-hmm. they bet so have you heard of what I'm talking about? Or they they go no. back, they've gone and they've made a new Amy Winehouse song made of all of they went and pulled 
all of the oh, like, wow. words and, and different sounds from different songs and mashed it into a different so- a whole new song. And oh, it wow. sounds totally real. And they did one for Cobain, I believe, Jim Morris mm-hmm. and Jimi Hendrix. They haven't gotten it. But I was thinking that. I was like, man, yeah. they got to get Robert Johnson. He's on that club. Yeah, yeah he's and, in the club for sure. And yeah, he would be the earliest. I think you're right. I as think far he as would I, be the first one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just it feels great to to be to be able to tell the story um, that the theater thought that it was uh, worthy to tell. Um, the The director is also the writer, and it's something that oh, he's good. been passionate about um, for a very long time. And wow, yeah, it'll be well. Exciting. Listen, man, I can't wait to see it. And and before it's all said and done, we got to get us a project together to work on too. Absolutely, so. brother, that is a must. An absolute must. Yeah. Uh, it has been so great to catch up this way. And, and you know, we're able to see each other. Yep. And I'm looking at you, man. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like going back in a time warp. You know, oh, it is. It's, it is. It is. It's crazy. But we absolutely have much, much to do. You got it, man. Well, listen, yeah. keep keep up the writing. And let's let's wait a, a lot less time before we catch up again. OK, deal. All right, man. Thank you for coming on and we'll talk to you again soon. All right.